Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. My name is Lynn Salong Smith and I'm an intuitive shaman, amongst other things. I'd like to welcome you all today to my very first TV show, Enlightened Conversations with Lynn Salong Smith. And I want to thank Michelle Lightworker because this is just such a big, beautiful, golden opportunity for me to not only be able to share more about what I love and am passionate about doing, but also to have beautiful folk like Deborah Grice with me, who's my very first guest on this show, on my very inaugural show. And we're going to have a lovely time talking with you about all manner of things that we're passionate about in the spiritual journey, spiritual pathway, which for me at least is an everyday thing, an everyday experience. It's not just something that I do once a week. But just to give you, and I'm reading from a piece of paper just so that you know, so I'm very clear and do this the right way for Deborah. I want to just introduce you now a bit more formally to Deborah so you've got a little bit of a background about her and what she does. Deborah works with women who are feeling lost and unsure of where their life is heading to enable them to get clear about their life purpose and simply feeling fulfilled. I know for a fact that she's in the process of writing a book at the moment about her own life experiences. So she's a really genuine, passionate person that I was fortunate enough to meet via Red 10, which is a a global organisation for women. So welcome, Deborah. Say hello to our our good folk out there. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome. Did you have any thoughts or feelings about anything you might like to first start sharing that with everyone today or do you want me to just babble a bit more? Because I, I do babble. babble and I'll join <laughs> in along where, where you go. Okay. Yeah. So what I've been doing, just to give everyone a bit of a heads up, what I've been doing is just tuning into what the energy's felt like for today, for me at least. And I've been feeling on the very edges of my awareness that we've been given the opportunity in this full moon and the sequence of new moons and eclipses and so on that we've had previous months in this early year um, have really shown me that there's a whole lot of change going on. Now, sometimes change is chaotic. Sometimes it can leave us feeling very vulnerable. And then there comes, for me at least, this bit of edge of anticipation and excitement because I'm sensing that we're being given right now the opportunity to start stepping into more of who we truly are, letting go of all those old doubts and fears, the old ways of being, all that kind of thing. And I know for myself, I mean, for those of you who know, from when I was interviewed with Michelle, I've had a bung wing, which is now fortunately well on the road to recovery. So for me, vulnerability was one of those things I needed to learn to let go of. Feeling not good enough or an unworthy, all those sorts of things have been big issues for me that... Um, you know, that you might not accept me for just being who I am. And so part of what the message I got early this morning was to step beyond the boundaries and the limitations of all that kind of stuff and just be who I am. And I'm inviting Deborah to do the same and all of you out there to do the same. We're not any better than you. We're just sharing what we love doing because that's what we're passionate about. So if there was one thing you were going to let go of today, Deborah, what would it be? Um, today it would be a sense of having having to control. I think, Lynn, when you invited me along, um, I didn't ask for a lot of detail, but it was just, you know, we're embracing our spirituality and what that means for us. And so in that, my control freak and my perfectionist pops out and, and says, right, 
you know, you need to get this right, you need to practice this, you need to say the right things. And it's not about saying the right thing. It's not about rehearsing. It's not about putting that front on and being someone who we think people expect us to be. We need to just let go, drop our tickets, drop our mask, drop our perceived um, view of what others think and just be essentially us. And in that, you know, if we make mistakes, we make mistakes. If, if we don't essentially say what we need to say, there's a whole, I, I think, universally we're supported in being authentic and um, just trusting in that. So letting go of, of the have to and just being I so agree with everything that you're saying. I really do because I found if I try and fit other people's models of what they think I should be because I consciously and openly practice and teach about what I do, then I pull myself back down because I'm never going to conform to what somebody else wants me to be. My worst critic, as you've heard me say, is really myself. So I think it's so important that we learn to let go of the masks, the personas, the whatever we want to call them, the defence shields and mechanisms, and just be real and in the moment. And when we do that, I find it really, really liberating. There's this great sense of joy and effervescence that starts to mm -hmm. bubble up in me. And the more I'm talking about what I love and what I'm passionate about, and that can be anything from creating art and craft with just with myself or maybe I'm working with some other people or watching my grandchildren and, and how they're exploring life, all of that mm. to me is about really being authentic and being real in the moment. And it's just such a wonderful thing when, when you feel that they're, like even now as we're talking, because I admit that I was nervous about, you know, this is being my very first show, having a guest on and would I be able to work with her in a way that enhances both of us. And that's just my lower self getting in the road that needs to be dropped off the, off the page, dropped off the web. I don't need to have that at all mm -hmm. and just enjoy the fun times that we have when we just talk normally. So that's part of what being real with all of this is all about for me. And when we um, let go of those fears and things and, and our... I know I put an incredible amount of pressure on myself over, over my life to get things right, to be really good, to do the right thing, all of that. And even that is really limiting. Right now, the best thing is to just be honest and real about where you, me and Deborah and anybody else is in the moment and where we want to go from there. And I know for me, I want to explore life. And I'm feeling and seeing that Deborah's actually igniting and I'm looking at the book title here. I'm going to get her to show it up in, in a moment to you. Um, it's about igniting your passions for life. And that's a big thing for me about why having the opportunity to do the show is so important and to bring in other people. So, Deborah, can I invite you to just hold up that beautiful flyer you've got there in front of you and just maybe tell us a little bit about your book and what's going to happen with that. Um, so this is my um, art for my new book. Um, it, it doesn't have the correct um, catchphrase on it because this morning it just changed. It's been something that um, has been a bother in the back of my mind and a part of that, I've got to get this title right. It has to be perfect um, to meet the readers that essentially are going to get so much out of this book. So in letting that go, all of a sudden it just came. So um, we've nailed it today and it'll be changing and we're pretty much um, in the editing phase and it's about to go back to the publishers for them to weave their magic. So um, the book in itself, I never intended to write a book. I'm very goal-oriented and um, have a range of card products that help people 
you know, stay in a great mindset and positive vibe and explore themselves and reveal those masks like we were talking about. Um, and with the book, I thought, you know, everyone has said, you, you have to have a book. That's the right thing to do, you know, and I've resisted that because I didn't <laughs> want to go with, you know, the right yeah, thing to yeah, do. Yeah. But more and more the universe is showing up these different signs and messages, if you will, that it's time to write the book. And um, essentially I didn't know why I was going to write it. And my publisher said, you know, she said, there's a reason why you create these cards. There's a reason. And through the book, you need to show us that reason. And essentially it's the pain that's been in my life and the things that have that I have gone through and suffered so greatly without the wisdom or the support or the ability to drop those masks and just be free. So um, through writing the book, I've shared a lot of my layers and I've really been through a great transformation myself, you know, and I guess we never have all of the answers, um, you know, even in the book. It's not the be all and the end all of the answers for everyone or even for myself, but by golly, it, it's cleaned me out. It's taken me right to the core of who I am. Um, and in that, I have a, a fragile part where I'm meeting myself, I'm meeting my inner child and I'm really nurturing mm -hmm. that little girl in me, which sounds really crazy. You know, I'm nearly 45 years old and I'm like, oh, I just feel like I need to be hugged, I need to be held and, and I need to be nurtured and I feel really soft. And um, I've realised that I need to embrace playfulness with that and a sense of fun and then I go to well as a 45 year old woman well what is fun for me and and where, where can I be more playful I love so, that I love that yeah there's so much curiosity that's come mm -hmm. out of the book as much as the depth and the core of what I've been birthed into the world with and what I've carried that isn't mine you know what what has just tarnished a lot of um, who I thought I am. So there's so much growth that's come out of it for me. And I really hope that, you know, when readers do read it, that they can get whatever it is for them and um, have the understanding that we just can be ourselves. It's okay to yeah. be ourselves and we will be accepted for who we are, probably more so than with the masks that we wear. Because we all know when we meet someone, it's like, oh, I'm getting that that funny vibe mm -hmm. or, oh, mm -hmm. I can see she's holding back or, oh, if only she could see herself and the greatness that people often see in us that we don't see in ourselves. So um, we just need to chill out. And I, be, I yeah. so agree with what you're saying. It's like when you when you start dabbling and playing and going within and be, it's, I found over my life it's very humbling and also i don't know it's it's like a, a seesaw ride for me when i'm being creative is when i'm being my really authentic self i love creativity i write as well i write for a number of magazines i also teach art amongst other things and when you're sharing your writing and your art with other people it's a baby within you. you you go through like a birthing process with it and as you're going through that birthing process as any woman who's been pregnant can probably relate to and even men or women that haven't had children when you're creating it's like you start to delve really deep within you don't you and mm. and so i say the good the bad and the ugly will emerge and start to to reveal itself and it's in the process of being willing to meet those aspects of ourselves to engage with not only that 
fearful stuff in us, but also the joy, the wildness, the wonder, the magic of it all. That's when the real beauty and the real gifts start to emerge. And if you're willing to really go there and sit with those parts that are uncomfortable and then reach out for help, what happens is you start to develop your own, in what I call the intuitive shaman. So you start tuning into her or him and she or he guides you to help that little inner child that's been frightened about writing and, and revealing a whole lot of stuff that's been submerged for very many years. And then show and tell your work to the world is, for me at least, hugely challenging. Mm-hmm. So when I, I, um, I used to be called the anti-artist at art college and at uni because I didn't like art exhibitions because I actually found it quite threatening having other people critique my work. It was like a way, for me, it, it seemed to symbolise what had happened in my own childhood and not feeling good enough and being told little girls should be seen and not heard and all that kind of stuff. So now I'm finding that my art is becoming freer and wilder and more creative because I'm being real to me. I'm being real about what works in my world, just like Deb was saying she's doing in hers. And even to be able to be brave enough to go, it's at the publishers, but you know what? I'm going to change the title or the colours or the whatever because this isn't actually resonating for me. It doesn't work anymore. This is what we're talking about. This is what being enlightened, if you want to have the tag for that, really means it's about coming back to you and working out okay where do I see it with this right now is it really working for me or do I need to have a shift either of my own consciousness and let go of my fears or doubts or the critic within or whatever or is my inner shaman going you know what we need to shift it and change it because it doesn't really reflect the new you because in a sense for me what Deborah's gone through is like a rebirthing process, what I would call a shamanic rebirthing. And that can be heavy duty sometimes and it can be liberating and it can be like the little child that is so inquisitive and curious about every part of life. So she's now stepped up and said in front of all of you and me, hey, I've just had this realisation that what I've given to the publishers isn't where I'm at now because I've actually moved beyond all that so I think that's really fantastic and I applaud you for that yes. and and um, look can't wait to see what happens with this book and any workshops yeah. that might come out of it yeah yeah there's a lot in the wind and um, you know like I've been in business doing what I do for must oh, 14 15 years and I've really you know I've got a lot of qualifications under my belt and think you know that's part of that little girl having to prove herself and you know look to oh well I must have to go and do that course I must have to get that certificate I must have this I must have that and in that there's yes there's a lot of skills but underneath that you need to add yourself and and where is my pain that allows you to feel your pain and move through that Um, so it's like finally my business has come in together as a holistic thing where before it was like someone would say to me so Deb you know what do you do and it's like oh I do so I do heaps of things you know I do this and I do that where it was really quite airy fairy and wafy I wasn't clear and solid because I wasn't clear and solid within myself I wasn't sure what did that person want me to say what am I supposed to say? What is the right way or the wrong way? So caught up in all of that. Um, so in just letting spirit guide me or, you know, I truly believe um, even with my other, my card products, I was gifted. It, it just came in and it came out and I was just organically delivering 
um, this stuff that I, you know, <laughs> where, yeah, you no, know, never thought I, I would be, mm-hmm. you know, smart enough or clever enough. And it's not even about being smart enough or clever enough. It's just tuning in oh, and, yes. and following that calling, you know, it's that gift um, that has been given to me and to stop in all the busyness and just go, oh, I just need to write this or I need to action this or listening to the people that show up and, and all of a sudden you go, oh, light bulb, I need to act on that, mm-hmm. um, keep showing up. So, um, yeah, once again, it's just coming back to that authenticity and um, hearing that higher calling and being real about it. You know, there's no textbook with creation. It's That's just... It creation it's just there and it's a process in motion isn't it 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 never ever ceases if you're stagnant then you're not actually creating you're not actually living right now there's a difference between being stagnant and actually having a still point too i'd just like to add when you're being stagnant it's basically like when you're in the rut and you're following the same old same old you don't do anything you don't try and change maybe you're not even sure how to change whereas if you're in the still moment it's where it's like the the space and it's a very sacred space between the in breath and the out breath and it's in that that no space that no time that your creation starts to bubble up and to emerge it's like the womb of creation so when you can get to that point and go ah that's when the little light bulbs start flashing off for me it sparkles and twinkles and shimmering energies and so forth it'll go now is the right time to get in and do this next step on the journey and so that to me is also a higher expression of the inner child. Often the inner child can be a wounded part of ourself, but there's also, and I really want to encourage everyone to explore this, there's also the counterbalance to that. There's the inner child that is spontaneous and creative and wild and free-spirited. And that's what I wrote my little morning blog this morning about on Facebook. It's about that wild free spirit because that's the part of us that is divinely connected always to the creator. Eternal never, ever leaves us. It's Some people call it your core star. Some people call it your spirit. Some people call it your divine essence. However you choose to term it is fine. But when you're in that space, in that moment, everything that has been an issue for you just dissolves and drops away. And it's a really magical place to be. And I find when I'm being creative, I'm so in the moment of what's going on with me, whether I'm taking photographs of the full moon because it's been magic the last few nights, or whether I'm sitting down and, and as I had to do for the last three and a half months, learn how to write and draw left-handed, which is part of what I teach people as an artist anyway. Um, but also it was a physical had to do because the right arm couldn't do a lot of stuff with the plaster and so forth. So what I found is that it's like it's engaged the left and the right hemispheres of the brain again in a deeper way. And so my creativity is wanting to blossom and grow and play with all manner of things, including this beautiful TV show that I'm now able to do so that I can really explore not only what I love doing, what I'm passionate about, and even what I'm scared about for that matter, and bring in other people to help share what they do and how they explore that. So on the weekend, for instance, I took some friends and we went to, or they took me, we went to the Botanic Gardens and we sat there and we practised an Aboriginal technique called daddery. Now, I'm not saying it properly. I should roll the R's a lot better for those of you who don't know it. But daddery is about the deep peace, the deep silence, and it's an extension of that in that when you're in that heart space and really doing it, 
you ripple, your energy ripples out from you further and further until I'm now just gently, without being invasive or intrusive, connecting with Deborah's energy. I'm connecting with all of you in an energy way who are listening out there. I'm also at the same time now becoming aware that my puppies are out the back and waiting quietly. I can hear birds outside and I'm starting to connect with all of that great circle of life that we're all a part of. And this is what being really in your heart and in your intuition and creativity is all about. It's connecting with all of everything that's out there and then saying, okay, where is that within me? How can I express it to share with other people? So what we choose to do is write, and in my case also art and shamanic stuff, you might be someone that gets out there and you do it in your cooking. You might play with what I call the magic oils. You might do something like um, go out there and play in your garden. You might be one that has the most beautiful makeup and you, sh you share that with other people how to do makeup. You might be somebody that makes houses for people. What a gift is that? Whatever it is you do, we want to encourage you to do that and be real about it. And when it's not working, take the pause do your dattery and let that awareness expand out from you so that you can connect in a really deeper, quieter, still way. And you won't feel stuck because you'll just feel this deep inner peace within you and it's, it's just such a magic moment to have. And it teaches you so much about the natural environment but also those other realms which when we're writing, when we're doing art of any or creative, it doesn't matter whether you're an actor or a musician, the greatest chef in the world or whatever, you're tuning in to those other realms then, the non-ordinary reality. And that's where the muses come in to guide us with our writing or with our workshops. Like I, I don't know about Deborah how she goes about this, but I'll share from, from where I am. I've, I've um, been sharing shamanic practices and other things for years, including teaching uh, in high school for a long time. And what I found was the more I tried to control it and have a very strong script about how it was going to look, and how it had to be, because when you're teaching, for those of you who don't know anything about teaching in schools, you have to have lesson plans and all that kind of thing, right? Now, we know creators got a lesson plan for us, and we deviate off the path sometimes. But when you're teaching in a, usually in an institution like a school or a university or something, you're meant to have almost a step-by-step, minute-by-minute guide on how you're going to teach your students whatever the subject might be about, whatever the matter is that you're talking about or teaching them how to work with in the day. And I found very early on in that teaching process, and then as I got more into doing more of my spiritual stuff, the more I tried to make it a formulate process with this is step one, two, three, and so on, the more it all went out the door because I wasn't allowing not only for my own wild spirit, but for the wild spirit of people I was working with and whatever the creator wanted to bring in. Once I learned to let go, just have an overview of how it was going to look, what I needed to teach or share or what my intuition had been guiding me, my ideas, my inspirations, whatever they were. Once I had that, just an overview of it, then I could let go and allow for the free flow with spirit. Have you found that for yourself when you're teaching or writing? Definitely. Definitely. And it just flows where if you're structured and you're like, mm. oh, I need to say this, this and this, you're fumbling and you're not there. But once you release, you, you just let it all in and out, it just flows. And it's harmonious and people feel. Yes. Um, they, yes. they connect. And then with what you were just saying, I think what I found and... Um, it's probably true for others. 
when we're in that element or that zone or that gifted space where we are as you say connected mm-hmm. um and that's connected with ourselves and everything around us there's that connection there is no space for question that's what i found i don't question when i'm in that space i'm not thinking about oh what will they say next what will i do what's appropriate what's not appropriate what's right what do they want yeah. um are they judging me what are they what are they saying what are they thinking it just is and it turns out great you just embrace it and you like, well, where, where did that come from what where how did i even say that because it's just channeled if you will it's just coming through and um there's just that natural yeah the naturalness yes yes yeah yeah. that's what i love too and it it becomes more engaging then for whomever you're working with because they feel your passion rising Mm -hmm. they feel the authenticity of what you're saying that you're not just reading a formula out of a book or off a tv screen or whatever you're actually saying i cherish each and every one of you out there or in my class or whatever come on in and work with me and let's see how we can bounce this between us. Mm. And that's when the energy builds and grows, isn't it? Yeah, and inspiration is birth. Yes, yes. You know, it's like that, and then someone all of a sudden, they're like, wow, what I need to do is this. Or, you know, where they may be doubting and and thinking, oh, I don't know. But then it's like, bang, it hits them and it's just wonderful. It is, and that's that joy of life. That's being really present in the moment. Because when you're really in the moment and really in your heart centre, you do feel love and joy. And it's not always laughing out loud and stuff like that. It's this, I don't know how to even describe it fully. For me, it's like this deep energy that, and bubbles and sparkles of light that I can feel permeating and bubbling up through all of my beingness. And then I'll start getting lots of ideas. And, I, and I'm a bit like Deborah here. I like having little notebooks or I'll do it on my phone, whatever's handy to write on. As the inspiration is coming in, I do try and record it because I know somewhere down the track that is going to come into mm. whatever it is I might be doing for my own self or maybe for whatever it is I'm sharing out there with other folk. And you never know when those little gems are going to be the one pearl that someone needs on the day. I've already received a refute a few from listening to Deborah this morning and I can't wait to watch this episode when it goes to air next week because I know I'm going to get more out of it. Mm. So, you know, that's part of what the engagement's all about, isn't it? It's engaging in a real way. Having your plans, definitely, you need to do the groundwork, you need to build the scaffolding and all that, you know, all that sort of stuff that we do. And then you've just got to let go and allow your own inner self, your own inner goddess or God, your intuition to kick in and start bringing through what you can really do. And you will just amaze yourself once that happens. Like I know part of my teaching, for instance, um, and I was working with other people, I was living up in Rockhampton, and I finally started to find my tribe, so to speak, up there, people I could communi- communicate with and work with. And I was sitting down in circle one day, and it was one of these learning experiences where someone had wanted me to write a very formal ritual so they knew exactly when everyone was coming in for the full moon because we were going to drum and all this stuff. So I did that. Well, it went out the door in about five minutes. And in the end, we just let go and allowed spirit. And we were sitting down, and it was my first experience of goddess coming through like i've connected with goddess for very many years she's my version of the creator each to their own and i'm sitting down in the circle and all of a sudden i could feel this shift coming within me and i'm sort of there's like three parts to me when this is going on there's the human me going well what on earth is happening here and i'm looking at deborah because she's just going to be my human bit for the moment so deborah's just standing in for the human me watching the 
there's some energy coming in and around and I don't quite understand it, but it feels really good and I'm always very strict about it. it's only divine love and light that's allowed to come through me. And then I can feel my higher self observing and it's like these three parts start to interact. And then the, the lady that I was working with turned to me and she just went, hello, Elder, how are you? And it was like all the fear dropped away, all the I'm not good enough dropped away because spirit goddess had come through and I was seeing through her eyes, the person I was working with acknowledged that, which helped me to consciously ground it. And from that was when I started channeling the star languages, which when I do, just fills my heart with so much joy. And it helps me trans transcend those fears of being human and, and not being allowed to be heard because we are allowed to be heard. Each and every one of us has a right to our voice, however we express it, whether it's through a written thing through TV shows like this, whether it's your little daily comments on Facebook or how you interact with your family, your loved ones and people around you. Mm -hmm. I, I just find it so humbling. And I know that I'm really in my heart zone like right now because all I can feel right now is this huge love for all of us, for all of you, to be able to be true to yourselves. And it doesn't mean you have to be up on stage or on TV or anything like that. It just means what do you really love doing? Get on and do it. If you're a writer out there like Deborah is, and I am in a different way to her, I encourage you to get out there and do that. Get in touch with us after the show and say, I want to come and learn from you or how did you get going or whatever it is you need. Or just be inspired by that to get up and write your book, your poem, your script for a film because that might be the one film that helps change the world. And who knows, in this day, we certainly need some good energy out there on the, the media scene, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, and just to add that, it may not even be to go and write it or create it. You might already have something written. Yeah. Or you have, you know, some amazing stuff in a journal or, you know, a lot of people, like Lynn was saying, she used to be afraid to show her art. You know, they do these things and then they fear letting it see the day of light because yeah. of all that stuff we're talking about that we hang on to that's not ours. So, you know, pull it out, dust it off, show someone. You, you'll be really blown away um, by what showing someone something of, you know, something that you have created in that space we're talking about. Um, you know, it might be a cake that you made. It may be a special recipe that you just keep to yourself. You know, invite friends around, share it, you know, show people. Have a little celebration, you know, I've been afraid to show you what I've been doing or what have you and celebrate you and what you're doing. Oh, yeah. Celebration is good. Yeah. Definitely required. Yeah. When you achieve whatever the little goal is or the middle or the big goal and, and you get your work out there, whatever your work is, do celebrate it. Celebrate mm -hmm. who you are. It, it's like a rite of passage and, and we don't have enough celebration of the really meaningful rites of passage. Mm -hmm. So I want to encourage you to do that because it's so good and, and it's a way of acknowledging not only what you can do but inviting other people to come in and yeah. celebrate with you and that inspires oh, others to just get on and do their thing as well. All we can do is the best person that we are in the moment and living that life is really important. Your life's not meant to be wasted. So whatever your job is out there, whatever you see is your thing to do, get on and do it to the best of your ability and celebrate that because you've just helped make a difference in this world yeah. and helped transform what's going on out there. It's, it's that authentic self that's really important and it takes little steps and sometimes a great big giant leap of faith 
to try something new out and just see how that's going to go. And, I, and how have you gone with leaps of faith? Have you had a few of those in this journey? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All the way. All the way. And I think that's life, you know. Mm. Um, I was just thinking, you know, when you said before about um, your client saying that they saw the elder in you, yeah. it was only sitting in my mind. I'm like, wow, you know, you are a wise elder. And, oh, you know, you. it's hard to find for myself. Um you know, I haven't had parents in my life to really support me. Um, they've never really been those kind of parents. And for me to find a, a role model, I've always craved, you know, like, who can I go to? Who do I look up to? Where do I find that someone yeah. that I don't have to go and pay, you know, a million dollars, you know, yeah. <laughs> to go and get advice when I need it? Who, where, who's my... Um, Where's my guidance, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think we're missing a lot of that in our society. And back to, you know, your gift or your calling or what have you, it's almost like a passing over of the torch um, to say, well, I can do it, so can you. Or um, this is my craft, would you like to learn it? Um, Or this is how I did that. Or these are the steps I followed. Um, So, you know, I think it's to... um, see yourself as a role model even if you feel you know you might have that oh i don't feel good enough or what have you but i've had i've lived with that underneath core belief for a very very mm -hmm. long time and it still sneaks up it's not like oh it's gone um still at times it comes oh can i pull this off you know am i good enough you know to speak Mm -hmm. this thing tomorrow what have you um but when people start to take their mask off and share with you you know what, I heard you speak 10 years ago and that changed my life or that made me go and um, build that house or start that business or whatever it might be. So I think it's just not to hold back and allow yourself to lead um, and guide others. You know, I think our kids that are in school, you know, everyone's so busy. I think so many people are craving someone to look to, um, someone to say, hey, this is where I'm at, that's going to receive that mm-hmm. and um, just sit and and hear where, where you're at or um, give you some kind of wisdom. So, you know, I look at Lynn and I think, you know, we, we don't really know each other uh, on well, an intimate no. level. We no. haven't, you know, we've seen each other at a few different meetings and things like that. But every time I have heard Lynn speak, it's always captured me in a way that, you know, this woman has such knowledge and such wisdom and um, that's something that I know that she she can add value to my life and, and inspire me further in her steps of growth. It's like, oh, wow, you know, it makes me want to be more and it makes me want to grow, even just knowing that little snippet yeah. of her. And I know there's so, even in this conversation, it's like, there's so much, you know, I'm sitting in her home now and it's just amazing, you know. <laughs> it's Thank just you. this high energy, beautiful, playful colour, you know, trinkety. It's just beautiful and magical. And um, it becomes intriguing. It's like, oh, I want to know more. I want, mm-hmm. you know, tell me everything. Yeah. Um, so, you know, share, share you. Yeah. You know? I think yeah. that that's a really beautiful thing. And it, what was kind of, and I honour what you said, thank you so much, because I learn as much from you as, you know, mm-hmm. you're learning from me. And, and I think it should be even a healthy relationship. It's a two-way process. 
and it, it kind of got me to thinking about the inner circle because one of the core things that I've learned, especially over the last few months, is it's so important to know who's in our inner circle. And as Deborah said earlier, it doesn't mean that you should have to go out there and pay a fortune to somebody who's out there and really well known. Certainly there are times when we need to go and work with maybe a counsellor or a healer or a doctor or a teacher or whatever. But it's also just as important and maybe more so, I think, to have a circle of people that you can trust, that you can work with, that you can be totally real about whatever's going on in your life now and know not only do they love you no matter what comes out of your mouth or what you've drawn or what you've written or what you've created in the kitchen or whatever, they hold you regardless. And if you need a gentle nudge to get you on your path, they'll be there for you. If you need a bit of inspiration, they're happy to bounce ideas around you. That inner circle is such a sacred space mm. to be in. And I think that for me is a big part of what being in community is all about and not putting anybody up there on a pedestal because we're all human. doesn't matter who you're looking at on the planet. We've all got, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly and the beautiful within us, including our thoughts and our feelings and all of that. So when you, when you know some of the people that you work with, and this is like... Um, a different context that Deborah and I have worked in previously together. We've done it, as I said earlier, with Red Tent and also a mentoring group that we were part of. And being able to be bouncing around ideas there and knowing that those ideas or those thoughts or the feelings and the fears were being heard and supported and there was no judgment going on, it was simply being witnessed, wasn't it? Yeah. it? It makes such a difference to how you are then able to not only see yourself and work with yourself, including feeling... And there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to celebrate your achievements. In fact, I applaud and encourage that. But to also know that when you're having a not-so-happy moment, that there are people there for you that will listen. And the first one has to start with you. You have to be that centrepiece in your inner circle that loves yourself enough to know, I'm a bit wobbly right now, so I'm going to reach out to whoever it is that you feel guided to and ask for help. Because when we have those strong inner circles, we learn to really play with life together in such a good way. And it's like those interconnecting rings on that beautiful, great big web of life that's all around us, the flower of life grid. When you look at the way they interact, one circle connects to another, connects to another. It's like a great metaphor for that interconnection of all beings on the planet, including Pachamama herself and then whatever is beyond. So when you can do that, you can learn from everything and everyone. You can sit and hold a pebble and learn from that stone. That stone is millions upon millions of years old, far older than what we are. What wisdom's it got to teach you? What does it want to show you? That's one of the things you could have a look at doing with that circle of, of learning from people. I'm listening to Deborah and thinking, okay, this thing about the book, because I've, I've had a similar thing with a few folks saying to me, you should write. I love that. You should write. <laughs> and I do. I, I write up what I teach and what I share putting it all together in a book is kind of daunting. So when and if I'm ready to take that next step, Deborah would be one person that I'd love to approach and say, how did you start? What was the first step? Or will you occasionally give me a nudge and say, how's it going? And even if that's all it is, that nudge would be enough to, to keep me and get me moving forward. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, reach out to the people that are around you, look for the really genuine harder ones. And the ones that are the critics, Thank them for that because sometimes what they're doing is showing you something within yourself that it's time to work with, to let go of or to go, you know what, I'm going to do it anyway and jump. Like I tend to do that. I'm a bit of a gypsy foot and I um, 
my, my three children would tell you that I dragged some of them kicking and screaming to live in another part of Australia because for all my life I'd wanted to go there and explore that part of Australia. So yeah, they weren't exactly happy at the time, but it turned out to be a great experience for all of us, meeting a whole lot of other people, exploring life and all that. And, and I think exploring life is part of what the journey is all about, isn't it? Yeah. However, you know, whether you're living in the little cave up in the Himalayas or like we are in houses in parts of Australia, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Have you got anything you wanted to add to that? Anything, anything there? I don't think so. Yeah, no, no that's yeah. kind of feeling all right for you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so one of the other things that I think is really important in that circle of, of learning and sharing and all of that is to know that in this day and age, it would be really wonderful to see like women have wonderful things like Red Tent that they can go to and you can be part of a community of women that work with you. Or you might have a circle of artists or writers or musicians or people that are passionate about cooking or a group that love going camping out in the bush or by the beach. All of, the, all of that sort of stuff is healthy living and I think that's a big part of what this whole idea behind Michelle's Enlightened Conversations is as well. And I wanted to be able to engage people in that sort of part of everyday living as well. So mm -hmm. how I'm, I'm sort of leading me into how did you find balancing being a wife and a mum with doing your creative work, your writing? How did you come to a, some sort of a balance there? Okay. Um, I've, I'm in my third marriage and... Um, we, my husband has two boys and I've got a, a son and a daughter who I share care with their father. So it's quite complex. It's a, a crazy dynamic at times with what I live with and um, what we go through, although it improves every week. <laughs> it, it has been chaos, um, to say the least, at times, as well as building a relationship, you know, between my husband and myself. So um, I've Another part, like I always find there's three areas of my life that are hard to balance. So we've got my relationship, we've got my health and fitness and, and weight, and then my work, which I don't look at as work, I look at that as my creativity. So anything that I do associated with my work, whether I'm with a client or um, I'm writing or I'm creating or massaging, whatever it is that I'm doing is my spirituality it's not so much work or my job it's just what i do um so balancing those three things i find very you know yeah. it, it's taxing at times um i'll find oh, like this first term has been crazy um with school i just don't know what's happened where's the term commonly at school holidays again so um embarking on a book with all of that stuff it was like huge but i knew it's what i had to do it's just that boom yeah. This is right. And um, my husband leaves at 4am in the morning. So it's like, well, I've got a window of opportunity 4am to, you know, 6.30 when the kids get up, I can fit in my exercise and I can write this book. Wonderful. So essentially the book hasn't impacted my family at all. Um, now and then I just go, look, I just need to mm -hmm. do this or I need to work on that. And essentially because I think I haven't had to really nut it out or question or think about it it's just been that gift so mobile phones are great i've just been you know yeah. i'll have that hit and i'm like <laughs> hold it hold it i have to write a little note 
and um, it's all those little notes and all the little five minutes that are, mm. are available, you know, someone might be in the shower, we're at the doctors and we're just waiting to go in or whatever. I just utilize, you know, if something hits me, there it is. Yeah. And you can't plan creativity. No. It just happens. So, um, yeah, it, it's like, I think once we have, we change our mindset, we kind of allow, we open mm -hmm. it, we allow for the wisdom or whatever it might be that, that calling that says, okay, I'm going to action this. So I think in any given project um, or method of success, it's a series of small steps yeah. that lead to a um, successful ending or whatever it is. So I've utilised all of those small steps, small step every day towards my goal and um, it's coming together. However, my publisher does say you're like a V8 engine. <laughs> and I guess with the journey or, you know, my V8 engine hit the wall, you know, mm -hmm. just recently, okay. like I'm in that, like, that last 5% and that's where that massive part of growth has come through. You know, the edging has just been scraping off, scraping off, scraping yeah. off yeah. and then bang, it's hit. And it's perfect because it's like... If I nailed the book a month ago, it wasn't okay. It needed this thing in me to to yeah, come out wonderful. and through to seal the deal. Yeah. So um, yeah, it, th there's that allowance for flow, but moving when I needed to move, mm -hmm. when I needed to speed, and I needed to get it out. Just going with that. So. Um, there's no structure, there's no timetable, there's no, you know, which I do live my I life. I love that. Yay. <laughs> but with the book, it's just like, yeah, it's more spontaneous. Here it is, here it yeah. is, here yeah. it is. Yeah. And it just, I guess, all those years, people have been saying, you need to write a book. Subconsciously, the book's been created. You know, it's been happening without me knowing. And then mm -hmm. when the time came, bang, there it is. And that's yeah. how it goes, doesn't it? I find when you're in that natural flow, We've all got a repertoire of stuff out there that we love to do. Yep. And when finally you get the nudge to sit down and make it physical, whatever the making it physical means. Now, Deborah was talking about the cars and I'm hearing V8 charges and all that kind of thing. Whether you're a car builder or you're somebody that's starting out as an artist or a songwriter or whatever, it's about taking those little steps and then just letting your own natural flow work for you. So by all means, have a look out there and see what other people are doing. I think that's really important. But as Deborah's just shared, she didn't have one set way other than here was a window of opportunity in the early hours of the morning that enabled her to do her exercise and be able to sit and write without an impact on family life, as it can do, especially if, if you're someone who's an artist in some way, it can be a very solitary time and you really need to have that space to be able to paint or draw or create your music or you're experimenting in the kitchen or whatever it is you might be doing. And so you've got to find your way to do that, don't you? Yes. That's what I found. Like I, I have the, the um, liberty and the flexibility, if you like, at the moment in where I live because I live by myself. I'm able to do what I want where I want within reason. However, as an art person, I know that I could very easily spread my art all over the table that we're sitting at now. It could take up the second bedroom and end up out the front as well because I'll be playing around with all these different tools, whether it, when you're at a, um, a computer, you're kind of made to sit and behave yourself, so to speak, aren't you? You kind of control the, the um, creative impulses a little bit more, although you might have lots of sticky notes all over. I do that too. 
put sticky notes all over things. So it's like find your way to do whatever it is that really resonates for you and get on out there and do it and have fun with it. We want you to play, we want you to explore life, but especially to explore your own creativity in, in whatever ways that means for you. And then share whatever's meant to be shared. Sometimes it's only meant to be for yourself. Sometimes it's mm. meant to be for family, for friends or external people. You know, don't put the pressure on yourself to think you have to get published or your uh, TV show has to be taken out by Channel 9 or whatever it might happen to be. It's not about that at all. It's really about you being real for you and playing with what works right for you and, and the ways that you want that to happen for you. And I think you can see from what Deborah shared and hopefully a little bit from what I've been sharing that we're two very different people and yet there's commonalities there and the willingness to go well you know what if you're having a bump I'm here you can reach out if you need to and I'll be supportive or I'll give you that gentle nudge from spirit to work through whatever you need to work through so that you can get that creativity going and that's what used to happen when we were doing the mentoring circle we were both participants with somebody else facilitating and um I just found it really useful to get me to target a few things that I needed to do that I hadn't thought of to actually help me get myself out there. And I, you know, I suspect that that was probably similar for mm. yourself, yeah? Mm. Just got, gave you a few goals and things to do because otherwise it can be very easy to keep shoving things aside and putting it on the back burner. And it was like when I got the invitation to have my own TV show, I thought, why not? I really want to share what I love doing and the people that I respect out there in the wider community, everyday folk, and people who are out there living their dreams, literally. I want to be able to bring them in and share with all of you, with all of us, so that we can all enjoy it and we can all learn and we can all grow. Because, I don't know, I don't want to sit in the, you know, the little mouse wall where you're running around crazily all the time. Yeah. Um, I, I don't aspire to have that kind of a lifestyle. Yeah. I like mine to, to keep flowing and moving, including those quiet times when I need to just be still. How do you just be still in amongst a family that's got a mixture of different folk in it? How do you be still? Yeah, it's um, it's tricky. Sometimes when I'm eating my breakfast is when I'm still, I reflect a lot. I have a morning ritual essentially that I go through and, um, you know, it's a lot of different reminders of, um, you know, my purpose what I'm, what I'm about, what I'm here for, what am I going for today? And it's just running my mind through. Although it's thinking, it's my quiet time of doing that when I wake and when I go to sleep. Thank you, Deborah. Well, on that note, I want to thank each and every one of you from my heart for being here with us. And especially I want to thank Deborah for being my very first guest. Yeah, I'm going to get her pleasure. to just quickly let you know how you can get in touch with her. All of my info, I think Michelle's got up for you on the Enlightened Conversations and Enlightened Network, so please have a look there. And Yeah, you can um, find me on Facebook, Deborah Grice, um, or um, I have a um, Facebook page on there, Infinite Transformations is my business name. And um, my, num my phone number is 0401-175-077. Feel free to make contact if you'd like. And um, if you join one of those pages, you'll certainly be up to date with anything that's going on. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you so much, everybody. We wish you the most beautiful, beautiful life. Have fun with what you're doing and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye.